Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And welcome to this Thursday edition of TC Live, our half-hour post-game show to wrap up a big day of tennis. It's a huge week on Tennis Channel. Four events across four continents. 17 plus hours every day and we end each night in Delray Beach. Here's what's coming up on the show. Are the top two seeds in Delray on a collision course to make Sunday an All-American final? We'll show you if Taylor Fritz and Tommy Paul handled their business. Plus, the top two American women keep winning as a doubles team, but only one of them had success in Thursday's singles quarterfinals in Doha. And our Black History Month celebration shines some light on one of the early tennis pioneers who faced multiple challenges on and off the court to leave a lasting legacy. With that, we say welcome, good evening. Great to have you here with us from our studios in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman back alongside Chanda Rubin and Prakash Amitraj. Great to be back with the two of you all. We have reached the quarterfinals everywhere now. So big time day to wrap up. And Taylor Fritz breakdown in that second set, was able to come through. It was funny, we were chatting, watching it in, in the green room before the show, and even though he was down to break, I just had that feeling that, you know what, Taylor just seems to be a level above. He's just going to find a way. He's going to be able to come back. And even though he seemed to get a little frustrated with himself and was talking to himself at times, just kind of found his rhythm, and the whole match was in his hands. So I don't think he was too under the gun today. Yeah, I think he was under just enough pressure, Fritz, to really play some of the best tennis and to get to a level uh, that he'd be comfortable with. I mean, he's already on Thursday playing his first match into the quarterfinals now. I mean, you want to be ready. You want all facets of your game to kind of be firing. And I think that had to happen for Fritz to get through this match tonight. All right, we'll have full highlights from Delray Beach coming up later on the show. But first, let's start in Rotterdam. Huge second-round match here. Yannick Sinner, Stefano Tsitsipas. The Greek star has 16 straight wins against players outside the top 10. And Sinner has never defeated someone in the top three, Prakash. But that's why they roll out the ball. A massive head-to-head -head favorite for Sitsipas here. And we talked about it yesterday. Sinner was really going to need to get aggressive and sort of play a little bit more big boy tennis because Steph is a big guy, and that's exactly what Sinner did. You can see these couple points here being really aggressive. And on this break point, having that second serve opportunity really went after the return. And that was the key today on those big points going after it, having full belief and the big C, full commitment. And he was there all the way through. So some brilliant defense here as well, even when Steph was trying to impose himself on center. And up a break here, doing a good job getting to the net, showing some marvelous technique there, especially on that backhand side, keeping the racket head above the wrist, carving around the ball nicely. And you know what? When you're going for a big win like this, never hurts when you don't need to serve it out. You play a great return game. Oh, sweet. Man, big time stuff. Get some revenge from Melbourne and snaps a four-match losing streak to the Greek star. I played some, uh, some good tennis, very focused today, so uh, hopefully I can keep it going. But for sure, it's Stefanos is an incredible player. I have a lot of respect for him, and um, he played incredible tennis this year already, so... Uh, 
I was looking forward for this match to be honest yesterday already um, after after my my win yesterday so I'm very happy about my performance today. Yannick Center was just 1-16 against top five players coming into this match. Now he gets another win. He won in Montpellier last week. What does a win like this, though, mean for him against a guy like Sitsipas, who he has struggled against? No, I think it's a big win, and especially coming on the heels of Australia. That was such an emotional match, and it looked like Center was going to take it. I mean, Mark Petchy had a tweet saying that Center's now won four of the last five sets against Sitsipas. So, right. you know, that, that triggered a lot of people, <laughs> but it's true. And I think for Center to finally get this win, after losing that match, you know, that puts him at a different level. And he's been playing that kind of tennis. There have just been a couple of losses in some big stages against Alcaraz at the U.S. Open. So I think a win like this really propels him forward just a little bit more in terms of his belief overall. I think as tennis players, regardless where you're ranked, I mean, center's ranked 14 now, looking to work his way back into the top 10. Regardless of where you're ranked, you're always looking to make a little bit of a statement for yourself. And you could be ranked nine in the world and be having no confidence. You could be ranked 50 in the world and have just won three challenges in a row and you feel like you're a top 10 player. This was a huge statement win, I think, for Yanni with regards to himself. Beating Steph after not beating him the last four times and losing that tough one in Australia and doing it in this fashion, I think... I, I think that's huge for his confidence moving forward. And uh, I'd watch out the next, uh, next few weeks with this kid. He's got a lot of confidence right now. He's won five straight matches, gets Stan Vavrinka next. Meantime, we got Alex Dimonor. Speaking of confidence, this guy hoping to follow up his third ever win against a top five player, taking out Andre Rublev in the first round. Chanda facing American Maxime Cressy today. And Dimonor, he's got such good movement, and he doesn't mind a target. Got the passing shot to fall there. That helped him get the break and take that first set. But Cressy, he's such a dynamic player. He keeps coming. He's going to force opponents to have to hit under pressure. And he was able to turn things around, Cressy did, in that second set with some fantastic net play. But down the stretch in the third, it was Steve Noor who was able to, again, turn the tables, able to be a little more aggressive inside the court. That time, the forehand up the line, finding his target and the serve. He's got some free points from that shot, and it came through big for him to get this one in three. Ozzy makes it back-to-back -back quarterfinals in Rotterdam. His first trip to the Final Eight since Stockholm last year. He'll take a 2-1 head-to-head into the quarters against Grigor Dimitrov. Defending champ Felix Auger-Aliassime 0 for 4 against Daniil Medvedev. Then it's Sinner Vavrinka and the all-wildcard quarterfinal. Multiple players from the Netherlands in the Final Eight here for the first time in 20 years. To South America we go where Dominic Team, who just announced he got that wild card into Indian Wells facing Peruvian qualifier Juan Pablo Varias, who at 93 in the world is at a career high right now for Kosh. Well, it was a big moment for him taking on a former Grand Slam champion, Dominic Thiem, and he came out and showed it. I mean, Dominic Thiem just a little bit too far behind the baseline through most of this match. It's a surface where he's so comfortable, but just way too many unforced errors. Wasn't quite able to execute, and Varias, to his credit, really was able to get on the front foot, be aggressive, showing some nice stick work up here at the net, up a set and a break, used the crowd as well, got them involved in the match, and again... <laughs> pounding away on that forehand. Nice and heavy, drawing the error from Dominic Team. A massive win for him. 27 years old, not a spring chicken. Only lost three points on his first serve. 27 to 30. Hasn't dropped a set in four matches. Now up to 86 in the live rankings for Juan Pablo. 
How about the three seed? Lorenzo Musetti making his debut in South America, playing his first match since losing in round one of the Aussie Open for Kosh. Well, this is a place where he feels very comfortable. He said that Argentinian culture and the Italian culture are very similar, so it feels like I'm playing at home. And that's exactly what he showed out there. Moving really nicely, not under too much pressure here, showing that beautiful all-court game that we know him for. Very capable up at net, very capable at the baseline. He earned himself 10 breakpoint opportunities, was able to convert on half of them. And when you're breaking your opponent five times in a match and serving well, you're going to be in pretty good shape. And I love seeing him doing this on the clay, making things a little bit easier for himself, not getting into these tremendously long rallies when he doesn't need to, saving a bit of energy, and uh, using that up-front game. Yeah, good stuff for Lorenzo Musetti. Won nearly 60% of his return points. The Italian will face Varijas. In the quarterfinals in Buenos Aires, Cam Nori gets Tomas Martin Echeverry, the top seed. Carlos Alcaraz looking forward to his match against Dusan Lajevic. We got Sarundalo and Zapata Morales in the other quarterfinal matchup. All right, time for the ladies in Doha, where they are already in the final eight. Coco Golf, Veronica Kudermatova, playing for the right chance to face world number one, Iga Sviantek. And it was Kudermatova getting off to the better start in the first set. Golf coming in, but Kudermatova finding the passing shot there would hold up very nicely on her serve, allowed her to take that first set pretty handily. But in the second, they traded breaks. It was seven breaks in total. With golf finding that shot when she needed it, it was golf who got that extra break of serve. Here was another break point and the backhand from golf. I mean, that's her money shot, and she hit it very confidently to take that second set. But the third, golf lost a lot of her rhythm. Kudamatova found her serve again, got more aggressive, beautiful backhand there. And Kudamatova getting off to a brilliant start. Would get up five love in this third set. I mean, just controlling the rhythm, the pacing, and even the speed of golf. Struggled to turn things around. A little added aggression there from Kuda Matova, and this was a fantastic third set against a tough opponent. Just more consistent overall, really attacked the golf forehand all match long into her second semifinal of the year. Now, Coco did win her semifinal doubles match with Jesse Pagula today. After a huge comeback win yesterday, Pagula, much more routine, chanted today in singles against Beatrice Haddad Maya. Yeah, it was Pagula able just to control the rhythm and the pacing of this match. She's been so solid, Pagula has, but she can also hit with pace but with control, and she did that time and time again against Haddad Maya, who's been a really fantastic player over the last 12 to 15 months has really risen in the ranks but Pagula played a much more mature veteran match top five in the world and playing with that kind of confidence her abilities at the net is helped by those doubles results as well and just didn't have many problems over the course of this match got through in straight sets Pagula 22 winners to 16 unforced errors and Maya 12 to 20 in the opposite direction final four for the second time in Doha, but quite different path. It was two years ago, Prakash. It took six wins for Pagula to make the semifinals. Had to come through qualies. This year gets a first round bye. Only two wins to make the semifinals. 
really no sophomore slump, right? She's top-ranked American, had the best season of her life last year, and continuing this year. How is she doing this? Well, I think it all comes down to her maturity. We've talked about it time and time again. It's something that you see during the matches. Her temperament, she doesn't get too up, too down. And she's one of those players who steadily work their way up. She didn't all of a sudden become huge at 21 in the world and have to deal with all that pressure. So I think growing her ranking as she's grown her maturity has really helped her once she's gotten to this place where she is one of the top contenders for Grand Slam. So I think between the ears, a huge aspect. And as you said, Chan, a great win. Haddad Maya can really play on this stuff. I mean, she took out Iga at the Canadian Open last year. Tough out, so a really impressive win. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's no sophomore slump because she went straight up into being an upperclassman. I mean, Pagula's <laughs> has been waiting for this chance, you know, had some struggles earlier in her career when she was a bit younger with injuries and finally putting it all together. And she just seems like she's been ready for this moment. Uh, you know, we've talked so much about, you know, some of the struggles and the difficulties she's had with her family off court, and that puts things in perspective as well. You really understand what's important. So I think for a d number of reasons, Jesse Pagula is finding her stride. She's very comfortable with where she is and in her own skin, and it's been wonderful to watch. We'll call this her, her grad studies. She's just <laughs> continuing the education and uh, continuing to build up the rankings as well. We will have highlights from Delray Beach coming up later in the show. But first, today's Black History Month feature uncovers the story of Frederick Johnson. You don't want to miss this. A true tennis pioneer born in the 19th century. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Harlem native Frederick Johnson battled segregation, changed tennis, became a champion, and coached one, all with one arm. Born in 1891 at the height of segregation in tennis and across American society, Johnson overcame his limb deficiency to teach himself the game. He became a three-time ATA senior men's singles champion and later served as the head professional coach at Harlem's Cosmopolitan Tennis Club. There, in the summer of 1941, he discovered a young talent named Althea Gibson. Gibson credits Johnson's early work with helping to kickstart her legendary career. Before his death from a heart attack in 1963, Johnson established himself as a true tennis pioneer in New York, a legacy that lives on in the Northeast Manhattan Park dedicated to him, the Frederick Johnson Playground. Johnson's life proves that determination and a passion for the game can conquer the most daunting of challenges. Thank you, Nick. What a story. Althea Gibson said of Johnson, quote, I can truthfully say he started me on my way to become the champion that I became. All of our Black History Month features are available at TennisChannel.com. Our celebration continues all week here on TC Live and all month on Tennis Channel. Coming up next, Andy Murray has ruled the tennis court for years. See why his post-playing career could include a different type of governance. We'll explain.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chanda Prakashti back on TC Live, and we head back to Doha. Maria Sakri looking for her first win over Caroline Garcia. Prakash, first top 10 opponent for either player this year. For two athletes who I love watch compete. And Sakri, the first set, just yeah, a little bit too set. solid. Didn't really miss too much from the baseline. Got Garcia involved in a lot of baseline rallies. Took it 6-2. Second set, though, it was Garcia who was able to apply a bit more pressure. And as we see from time to time from Sakri, she let out a little bit of emotion. Garcia applying the pressure, coming in as she does so well. Some beautiful soft hands there with the half volley. Takes that. Now, in the third set, applying the pressure deep in the breaker, is able to get up to a 3-1 lead, but the Frenchman's not able to capitalize on it. She likes to live and die by that sword. And look, she attacked that one, made it. She attacked this one, missed it. And that's what happens when the errors come. They can come a little bit fast and furious. And Sakari's intention just to put a lot of balls in play. She just got the feeling that Garcia was going to miss. And that, that's what can happen with that high-risk type of game. Finally earns herself a match point, And with another big forehand cross court, able to take this tough battle. Sakari said that third set tiebreak was something special. I was brave when in the second set tiebreak, I was not. 30 winners to 21 unforced. We've got our semifinals Friday in Doha. Sakari leading the head-to-head 4-2 over Pagula. Kuder Matova has never won a set off of Iga Sviantek in two matches. To Delray Beach we go. Tommy Paul playing his first tour-level match since reaching the semifinals of the Australian Open. Taking on fellow American Dennis Kudla for gosh. Look really comfortable out there. I mean, let's not forget the U.S. hardcore. This is where Tommy feels super comfortable, especially here in Florida. Doing what he does, dictating with that forehand, body language looking really good. Made a racket change in the offseason, and it seems to be working well for him. And a, a big point that I look for in the Tommy Paul game as to how he's playing and how he's feeling confidence-wise is that backhand. When he's driving that thing up the line and not just relying on the forehand side, making his life a lot easier. Grew up with his hero being Tim Henman, and I think that's why he volleys so well. Love seeing him up there as well. Pretty comfortable. We had it four times. Won 12 of 16 points at the net. That was a big strategy for Tommy Paul. Lives just 15 minutes from sight. Has a bunch of friends and family there. Cheering him on. Nice win for TP over his Davis Cup teammate, Dennis Kudla. Well, with Paul, Taylor Fritz, and Francis Tiafo, we've got three American men in the top 20 for the first time in five years, Chanda. Fritz closing the night session against former USC Trojan Emilio Gomez. Yeah, and Fritz, he had all he could handle in this match. Gomez played beautifully, holding serve and really withstanding the pressure. But right here is where he cracked just a bit, and he had no room for error, Gomez. Couple at the end of this game, and Fritz was able to take that first set. It was impressive the way Fritz just held his nerve, the confidence he has. Fritz would get broken the very first game of the second set, though, and it looked like Gomez might be able to hold on to it, but Fritz at 3-1 turned the tables, and this was another terrific break of serve, and by this point, Fritz feeling so confident, swinging away freely. One point, Steve, he hit a couple of 144, 143 miles per hour serves. 
It was blasted. And uh, this is a terrific win for Fritz. Third quarterfinal of the season. Let's hear from him. Are you top 10 you know, in the world? Number one American. Do you feel any extra pressure when you come in like that? Yeah, for sure. Um, anytime, you're, anytime you're the top guy coming in, um, everyone's going to show up and there's no pressure on them and there's pressure on you. So it, uh, it makes the match a lot tougher. Everyone's kind of, uh, kind of coming for you. But I, uh, I don't know. I feel good. I play, play well and I like the pressure. Taylor Fritz, career high seven in the world. So we got five Americans in the final eight in Delray Beach. Look at our lineup. Fritz taking on Manorino, Michael Moe, Mackie McDonald, Marcos Giron against Ketsmanovic. Good matchups. And Tommy Paul against Radu Albot. Will we get one versus two in the final? Time to see what's trending on social media. Uh, this may be trending in Scotland because take a look. Scotland's first minister, Nicola Sturgeon, resigning after eight years on the job. Why is that pertinent to TC Live? Well, one Andy Murray, great Scott, has chimed in on the conversation and he said, interesting vacancy. Was looking to get into politics when I finished <laughs> playing. That was the tweet that he quote tweeted from this one. Uh, what kind of politician, Chanda, do you think Andy Murray would be? I mean, I think he'd be a pretty good one. You'd never be able to tell what he's thinking or what he's feeling. That's for sure. He'd have this monotone voice. I think he'd, <laughs> I think he'd, he'd look to help everybody across the board, regardless of their of their politics. So I think he'd be a pretty good one. And certainly he's been for women yes. uh, in tennis. So I like that part as well. Okay, Andy Murray, especially coming from sport and then just his personality in general, is a very uh, he's, he's a big proponent of meritocracy. You got to earn everything. And you know what? I don't think it's a bad thing. To have a head of state with that kind of uh, mentality, that kind of values, you know, I'm for it. I can't exactly vote, but I would for, for Andy. He's already a knight, right? He's been knighted, Sir Andy Murray. He's a great voice for equality. I, I, I would vote for Andy for sure. Here's what's coming up on Friday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern. Check, check the times a little later tomorrow in Rotterdam because we have reached the quarterfinals and semifinals in Doha at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. TC Live once again coming your way 10 p.m. Eastern. We will break down some of the matches when we come back. Welcome back to TC Live. We got you covered on T2 tomorrow. Check the time. It is 1 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Four and a half hours of coverage on T2. Available on Samsung devices. Time now for our hot shot of the day. It's a good one, Prakash. We go to the doubles court for our sizzling shot. I think we had the best one of the week so far. Backhand from Dimitrov and through the legs from Mahout with the reflex. Get another look at it here. Great serve. Good shoulder turn on the backhand. Down at the feet. All of a sudden reacts through the legs. Almost gets Tim Putz in the face. In the oh, face. Man. That was great. You got to watch the ball, though. You got to keep your eyes on your opponent's Well, he, he thought the shot was so good, it wasn't going to come back like How that. How did I almost get hit by that? That's crazy. Yeah, why are you apologizing as well, right? Well, you know. Sorry, <laughs> not sorry. Tanda's got no... Tanda's, he, he should have been ready for I, that I, one. I would tell you before the match, I'm going at you, and I apologize in advance. <laughs> I, yeah. I love that. Look at this lineup on center court tomorrow. Sviantek, Kudermitova, Pagula, Sakri. That's the semifinals in Doha. Quarterfinals everywhere else. Sinner, Vavrenka, Medvedev, Oje Ali Asim. Let's talk about some of these matchups. Let's, let's start with the world number two, former world number one, Carlos Alcaraz in action against Dusan Lajevic. Ball don't Lajevic. Had that ab injury late last year. Then he had the hamstring injury early this season. What did you think of the season debut? 
Uh, I thought he looked good. I I'm glad he sort of went to three sets so he got a few more pressure reps under him. Lajevic can play on this stuff. I mean, look, this is a guy who's made the final of Monte Carlo, took out Sebastian Bays, who can play on this stuff earlier this week as well. But I think after that match under his belt, Carlos is going to feel that much more sharp. And physically, he looked pretty good. So I'd like him to come through pretty comfortably. I love this matchup in Doha between Sakri and Pagula. It's 4-2 Sakri head-to-head, but let's talk last year. They split those matchups. So who comes out tomorrow? I mean, Sakri maybe just got the edge. She beat uh, Pagula at the Tour Finals. I think that Sakri, with this win as well against Garcia, mm. she is playing very confident tennis. It was, I think, one of the best matches that she's probably played in quite a while. And so for Sakri, I think that gives her a little more of an edge against Pagula, who has been solid, who's going to push her. But Sakri, she had just a little bit more aggression, and she was consistent enough with it. So that should help her in that matchup. And Pagula and Coco Goff in the finals in Doha as well. A lot, they've been playing a a lot of tennis, the singles and the doubles. Uh, we got Taylor I Fritz. Love I love that. Singles and doubles. Is that a good thing that you're playing that much, singles I, and doubles? I love it. If you're healthy, yep. why not? All right. We all agree. It's a good thing. Helps the singles game, you know? Taylor Fritz, Adrian Manorino. We, we saw Fritz play one match. He's into the quarterfinals. Manorino's had to do a little bit more work. I think Fritz is just a level above Manorino. If not one level, it's a couple levels. Manorino's done a good job of sort of making things uncomfortable for his opponents. He uses pace really well, especially off that backhand side. Forehand, he's a lefty, so it can get a little bit tricky. I just don't think he has enough weapons to hurt Taylor. So as long as Taylor sort of plays within himself, doesn't get too frustrated out there, and a ton of unforced errors, should be a pretty comfortable match for the American. Yeah, I think the key is going to be Fritz not beating himself. And I think with that win against Gomez, the way he got through it, he had to get down and hit a lot of balls a few times. He just accepted not overplaying. I think that's going to hold him in good stead uh, in his matchup against Manorino. 2-1 head-to-head for Manorino, but both of those wins came when, when Taylor was a teenager. Are we talking about the past, Weiss? I mean, come on now. This is worth We're not 20, talking practice. We're talking about now. the past, not practice. The past. Everything's this, the past. This is the match. <laughs> Thanks for watching TC Live. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the quarterfinals and the semifinals. It's Chad's birthday week. Big times. Oh, we got to celebrate.